0: Shooters, welcome in to another episode of the Shooters Touch podcast where we are trying to grow the game of basketball one story at a time. And we have a good one for you today. We bring on Decora head boys basketball coach John Carlson. Decora broke through and made it down here to the state tournament for the first time in 45 years and so it was fun to hear about that journey and that path for, um, from Coach. Coach is originally from Decora, went to college there as well and so he is ingrained in that community, loves that community and you can really tell in this interview uh, it was a lot of fun talking with him. We hope you enjoy it. As always, shoot or shoot.
1: WB Realty, Central Iowa's premier real estate brokerage. WB has all the tools and the resources needed to make your next real estate transaction your best. Go to wbrealty.com to find out more information today.
0: I was getting, I was getting a lot of no letters and I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me.
1: I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity.
2: If you really want the players to like you, just make them better.
0: If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I, I have to continue to get better at that.
1: You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that you have, that you can bring not only to your team, but also your profession.
2: It's really good information, and I pick up little nuggets all the time. For me, it's all about
0: confidence, man, you have to have confidence to be a shooter, to be. Uh a basketball player right in with general it, to have right success. it's they my shoes,
2: they can like I do, but my game not the same with it. I travel now, y'all about confidence Well, Coach Carlson, welcome to the shooter's touch.
1: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh looking forward to talking with you guys here tonight.
0: Yeah, we're excited to have you on. Um coming coming to us obviously from up in decora. Uh some some refer to it i know up there as god's country it is uh definitely a very pretty part of the state uh, a lot more landscape um some cliffs and some bluffs and some fun things going on um so tell me tell me a little bit about the family and and ultimately decor. what is it what do you have at home for kids um and what do you guys like to do in your free time when when you're not out on the hardwood
1: yeah uh so i um i have a my wife uh sarah she's uh she got, we both graduated from Luther, um, both both townies, if you will, um, both from Decora. Um, my wife's side of the family, they're all kind of teachers, and uh, that's kind of how I sort of got into the teaching realm too. I saw that they are all teachers and um, kind of thought about that path and uh, had a few experiences being able to work with some kids in the summers around here in the area and uh, kind of picked that path, and then uh, we just kind of ended up sticking around here. And uh, we have three kids at home. Our oldest is Kennedy. She's going to be a seventh grader next year. Then we have two boys. Canute's going to be a fifth grader. And then we also have a Keaton's going to be a second grader. So um, we have a lot of family around around the area. Uh, Four of my sisters now are in town um, and my wife's side of the family. A few of her, she's got a brother in town, but then uh, her parents are both here. My parents are both here. So um, kind (laughs) of As far as growing raising kids, uh, I'm sure you guys realize that too. With having having some family around is definitely a definitely a plus. So, um, couldn't do it without them, and uh, that's that's a lot of the reason why we're here too. Is we're close with our families, and uh, it's just good to be able to see them often. So,
0: it uh, it certainly takes a village uh, to raise kids, and especially during the season, I imagine that is a huge help uh, getting kids where they need to be. And so, um, on top of then obviously being able to share. Uh, in the season and the successes as you guys go through with uh, your family and loved ones is always great too and so um, with that I kind of want to jump in right away uh, to this past year you guys you guys went on quite the run um, had a lot of success uh, if I, I believe ended up with two losses on the year um, number one in the state at, at one point point. and so um, what did you learn from that experience what's something that uh, you hope these guys and the program can continue to build on um, from that success last year
1: Yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing, you know, looking back on it, it wasn't this year was kind of, uh, you know, this, the breakthrough, if you will, to getting into the state tournament. Uh, first time that decor has done that since 77. Um, but it was set up by the previous two years. Um, and actually the spot I'm in right now in, in this room, there's actually another guy here behind me. That's, that's actually lifting. He plays at Cornell, uh, Charlie Robinson, but it was, it was his group. And then he graduated, uh, not this last year, but the year before, and then uh, uh Matt Franzen and, and uh, there was uh, a group of, of, of seniors there too. A couple of years ago, we lost to CPU in the in the uh, district final, and then the previous year we lost to, to Western Dubuque in the sub state final, and then this year was able to break through. and I think I think this group kind of saw that, and they some of them were a part of those teams, um, but then uh, some of them also, uh, you know, I think just they, they want to take that next step. Um, and it actually started last summer. Um, you know, we asked them how much basketball they wanted to play and, uh, they, they they're all in, um, and they, they wanted to get after it. And, and it really started then and they put in the work then and, and we kind of just saw it, um, you know, materialize throughout the season. And, um, know I I know some people maybe said our schedule wasn't necessarily the best compared to some other teams but uh, you know anytime you win I think it was like 20 some games in a row um, you know you're doing some good things and uh, I think the one thing that really with this group that that was a testament to them was is they um, they they're unselfish Um, you know as you saw in our averages we we didn't you know we didn't have just one guy we had multiple guys that could score and um, that that's just a testament to them playing team basketball and we emphasize with our program, uh, you know, obviously we've got a got a great influence in Ray Fla friends and and one thing that he brought to the table with us was his rebounding, um, you know, and how how pivotal that is. If you can't rebound the basketball, uh, you're not gonna have much success. And uh, even though we we don't have, you know, we didn't have a guy over six three, six four, um, but we were just relentless on the glass. And I think we we were one of the state leaders, I think, in offensive rebounds, creating extra possessions. Um, and, and also getting defensive rebounds, being able to initiate our break. So, um, you know, it was just, it was just a collective effort and, um, you know, I think rebounding was, was a pivotal part of that, but also some el- unselfishness <laughs> and, and just guys willing to, uh, to sacrifice for the greater, the good. So,
0: yeah, that's, uh, I was going to allude to that too. I mean, obviously this has been, you know, everyone sees the success. You guys, like you said, burst onto the scene, first time to make it to state since 77, um, but uh, it's been a slow build. I mean, you guys have been right there knocking on the door, uh, as you mentioned, the last couple of years. And so it was, it, it was neat to see you guys go on the run that you did and obviously make it down here to Des Moines, which we know is always the goal. And then uh, ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw on a, a central DeWitt team that uh, caught fire late. Um, and obviously, you know, anyone that watched the tournament saw the run that they went on. Um, you mentioned the size. Uh, differential that you guys had um, compared to central to So take us a little bit through that um, game down in state and uh, match that match up with them.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I think anytime, you know, sometimes obviously you can, we watched a lot of film on them. Um, and, you know, I think it, it was a situation where we, you know, we had them pegged for, for what they were, but um, I think until you actually play them, you don't really realize, you um, you know, we talk about our roles being really good. Uh, one thing I think they did an outstanding job of is they're just they're just extremely patient. Um, you know, with playing with a big guy like that, and I think that's something in our game we don't see a whole lot of. You know, a, a guy of his of Gilbert's size, um, but but they weren't impatient playing with him. You know, they waited till he got down the floor. They they were able to set up. You know, and and being able to go through some things there offensively, uh, obviously through him, but. The one thing that really hurt us in that game, you know, you have so much attention on Gilbert. Uh, we kind of had a weak side defender uh, come over the top. And anytime you do that, you leave that weak side open for offensive rebounds. And and that freshman for them, I can't remember his last name, but uh, he, he killed us. He had like 11 rebounds. Um, you know, I think he had a double double almost and or maybe he had a double double. And, and uh, you know, anytime you got him and uh, I think he was six five. Um, you know, I I, I think we kind of under, underestimated him a little bit as far as how good he was uh, being able to rebound, and get around. You know, um, so they kind of beat us at our own game a little bit in that regard. Obviously, when you have somebody that's six eight, um, you know, that makes a huge difference. But they also had that McEwen kid. That he was he's a really good player. And I just big thing about them is is they they just really did a really good job. Uh, you know, playing their roles and and playing their roles to the best of their ability. And you saw him get a little confidence and um you know we didn't we didn't shoot the ball particularly well some of that was credit to them some of that i think obviously anytime you played state tournament your first time you know you're just trying to get that depth perception playing in that gym we we tried to set ourselves up going to drake and do a few things to you know replicate some of that um experience but you know you you got to be able to play there you know and and so you know anytime you're going into a bigger arena it's it's always a depth perception thing but once we kind of got settled down i think we did an okay job but you know anytime you you go 11 for, I think it was 11 of 22 from the free throw line. And um there was a couple of possessions there, I think in this, in right before the half where we could have either taken the lead or, um, and I think it was right after the half too. And then uh, they went on like an eight-o run and, you know, it just kind of zaps the energy out of you. And as you guys know, basketball is a game of runs and we just, we just didn't have that last run in us. And um that was the game. So unfortunately, you know, obviously you'd like to see that result be a little bit different. and, and uh, But nonetheless, uh, you gotta tip your cap sometimes and that's what we did with those guys.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's, it's amazing too on the podcast how many coaches we've run into who mentioned, you know, that first time down there. Uh, there's a lot going on. I mean, you mentioned the hoops, you mentioned just the environment, the the matchups, the everything that goes with getting into the state tournament. And the first one, you know, very rarely does it go exactly how you want it to. Um, but as you alluded to uh, with the slow build, it's something where you get that experience, you get some of the guys, um, you know, down there on the floor and experience that opportunity. Um, it, it hopefully, and usually will just breed success. And, uh, obviously we're hoping and wishing the best for you guys in the program as you guys continue to, to keep knocking on the door and have a couple more opportunities down at Wells Fargo. But, uh, one other thing before we, uh, roll back and talk a little bit about how you got to this position, I do want to, since you brought them up. Um, have some basketball knowledge floating around your gym probably your practices um, between having Rafe uh, LaFrance there with you on staff and then you mentioned Franzen um, I assume that's Mark Franzen uh, Luther's head coach's boy uh, that was on your team and so uh, how, how vital has it been to be able to have you know, some people around that are helping with the program, um, that, uh, can continue to push these kids, um, continue to, um, breed what it is that you want to do with your program and, and ultimately be another voice for you.
1: Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think sometimes as coaches, uh, we get a little bit selfish in regards to, you know, not maybe being open to other people's, um, opinions or input or whatever. And, um, I grew up with the, you know, philosophy is if you have people around you that that can help you um, and help challenge some of your thought processes, um, I think that makes you better. Um, you got to have people that on your staff, either in in your staff or in, in your inner circle. You know, the the few people around you that you listen. Obviously, you can't listen to everybody, um, but uh, uh, you know, a situation where you, you've got to you got to be able to trust some people to give you some some things that maybe. Um, you know you need to improve on as a coach. Um uh, you know and then also uh being able to take some of the things that they say and and being able to you know have them give you give that input so um we've got some great resources in decor obviously Rafe being one of those and um you know he's obviously had a lot of experiences and and you know I think sometimes uh too you know a guy like Rafe being an NBA player sometimes you know I think people say well you know it's one thing to be a player but another thing to be a coach but he does a really good job of, of uh, you know, and it's been some trial and error. Um, you know, he was, he was pretty hands off initially when he came in and, and he talked to me a little bit. Um, I think they came into the community here. I think they've almost been here like eight or nine years now, but, um, and so I think he, he at first was just kind of getting the gauge for what was going on and then uh, kind of slowly, uh, you know, made his way down to the gym. And uh, now he's, now he's fully invested in what we're doing. His oldest one's uh, going to be a freshman here this next year, but and obviously, is another one too. You know, um, having a, a college in town like that, and uh, he's got another son too that's going to be coming up with with Rafe's son. That's a that's a freshman as well. So, yeah, you try to lean on some of those people in town and uh, try to get as much insight and information as you can. And then, uh, you know, as a coach, you're ultimately the one that's got to make those decisions too. So, um, it, it's been a it's been a good help for us here in the community. Yeah, it's always it's
0: always nice, like you said, to just bounce some ideas off of. Obviously, you mentioned you're going you're ultimately the one that makes the decisions because um, uh, your your name is the one that's uh, on the line, and so uh, that's. But it's always nice to have those voices to be able to pick the brains a little bit, and like you said, to be open to um, suggestion and ideas is always the best too. It's like where you're able to to think about things in a different light because I feel like as a head coach, you wear so many hats. Um, you have so much going on that sometimes you, know, you can miss something that somebody's you know sitting in a di- little bit different angle can see and so uh so that's neat it, it is it is neat to be able to have um uh that opportunity in a community your guys's size and um to be able to lean on a little bit of that and so uh with that let's talk about that community adam i think kick back let's uh let's let's rewind a little bit and figure out a little bit more of your story here coach
2: yeah definitely what um obviously you said um originally from decor uh sounds like you had a pretty big family growing up um what was what was that like you know around the neighborhood stuff like that and then ultimately how did athletics um how did athletics come into the picture and what uh what role did athletics play in your childhood
1: yeah um you know i i grew up uh, my dad had a had a road construction business um fred carlson company was the name of it and um and so Anyways, uh, ended up not wanting to go that route. I was fortunate enough to uh, he he traveled quite a bit, um, and so I was able to go out and experience like a lot of you know high level sporting events, um, and that's something that we still do to this day. We go we anytime there's a game somewhere, we try to try to take it in whether wh- whether it's whatever it is, baseball, basketball. Um, anyways, and so um, you know I think I I had a lot of experiences there just being able to watch coaches and different things like that. And and then also um, another thing too, I think um, I actually went in, uh, right before my freshman year of high school, I was diagnosed, I was swimming competitively in the summer and I was diagnosed with a, with a heart condition. And uh, so I passed out a couple of times and they, uh, they discovered this heart condition. And so they told me right before my freshman year that the only thing I could play was, was golf. And uh, so that kind of was a big big hit on me and, and I couldn't, you know, participate in anything except essentially be a manager. Um, and so I, you know, I kind of got, that's kind of my first intro to coaching, I guess, is I was just around coaching a lot, you know, as a manager and basketball and some football and some different things like that. And, um, that's kind of how I got, uh, interest in, in becoming a coach. Uh, you kind of saw the other side of it at an earlier age there. And, um, you know, I had some good influences there and obviously, uh, my dad running a business, I uh, learned some, you know, some valuable lessons from him, uh, working for the company in the summers as well. And then, um, you know, uh, then working with some kids here in, in town when I was in college, uh, working for the park and rec here in town and, and being able to work with some of those kids. So that's kind of, kind of what shaped me. And then, uh, got the opportunity to become a assistant coach or a ninth grade coach, uh, right, at, right, at, right in between my, uh, junior and senior year of college and um, kind of the rest is history I guess and just trying to trying to get better with each each uh, each year I uh, I think it was like my third or fourth year coaching I had the luxury of having uh, Josie Jewell as as uh, as one of our one of our players so that definitely made me look pretty good so um, and then my first year as a head coach he actually ended up being a senior that year and that was his senior class so I think they won state in football. They won, they were like runners up in baseball. They won state track. And so we, we had an okay basketball year that year, but obviously that wasn't his premier sport, but it was still fun to have that be your first year coaching of, you know, and it's fun to be able to, you know, that's one thing about decor is everybody's connected. And so just being able to, you know, still connect with him and, and uh, not only him, but just everybody, you know, as a coach, you develop those relationships and that's just been fun. So.
2: Yeah. Always. Uh, right never a bad thing to have an athlete like that on a team no matter no matter what sport it is um so uh uh you mentioned some influences and you know maybe um with comparing our other guests you know some of our other guests uh as coaches you know maybe got those influences a little bit and um um, a little bit premature than you wanted to as you kind of mentioned um who who were some of those influences maybe through you know, the high school years um, with some of those sports that you were maybe acting as a manager, maybe not, you know, into as much as you would want to, but who were some of those influences that you, uh, that you referenced?
1: Yeah. um, So Brad Johansson, um, he was a previous uh, head coach here He actually coaches, he's actually moved over to more, some cross country now um, and track, uh, you know, and uh, so he was, he was the head basketball coach um, and that I was actually under. And so I, learned a lot of stuff a lot of a lot of a lot of influence from him and then um adam riley who's actually our activities director right now um he he was actually a teacher uh my junior junior year he was it was his first year as as a teacher and um so i kind of you know developed a relationship with him and saw kind of the impact that he was having on kids and and it and including myself and just you know thought that would be awesome to you know be able to in their footsteps and and not only him, but we had, you know, over the years, obviously coach Owens that gets talked about quite a bit um, here in decor as a, as a long time baseball coach. Uh, he was, you know, he, he, he kind of taught you uh, as far as, you know, if you want to set up a program, I mean, he, for the baseball side of things, he was always at every little league game, big league game uh, you know, uh, working with kids. And I think that's, that was a model that, you know, looking back on, you're like, you know, that's how you kind of want to model your basketball program is that it starts with your it starts with your youth kids. If you don't have a good youth program, uh, it's it's not going to lead to any success. And you got to have the right people helping you out with that. You got to you know, you got to talk to your parents. You got to have good parents, uh, good parent coaches, good parent involvement, good community involvement. So, um, you know, I think that those, those influences there were, were big uh, early on.
2: Um, yeah. Speaking about a youth program, uh, was that always um I guess what what you maybe call a focal point, um, of the core basketball, or was that kind of, you know, when you came in, that was that, um, initially started to be a focal point, um, in the program.
1: Yeah. Um, there was, there was a few things established prior, but there really wasn't a whole lot. Um, and so actually the girls coach and I, um, Bridget Storoff was her name. Um, and she's an assistant now she's not head coach anymore, but, um, they, um, or her and I kind of started spearheaded. Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing initially was, is we just had a lot of, you know, a dad or a mom would, you know, select, you know, six or seven of their, of their son or daughter's best friends. And that's, that would be the team. And, uh, you know, we kind of wanted to get rid of that and, uh, you know, not that that was a terrible thing because they were trying to do something because there wasn't anything established, but, um, so we just wanted to you know make basketball accessible to more families and and make it more of a, a community um community minded uh, program, both both girls and boys. And so, um and obviously there's been uh, you know, this is ten years now. this will be my eleventh year this this next year, but you know there's been a lot of growth with that and and that's what I would attribute a lot of our success to too this 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 last year's senior class was kind of the first ones we had all the way from fourth through all the way you know to 8th grade and it's fourth is kind of the the first year that we start with teams um you know uh, uh traveling teams if you will and uh so that was that was kind of fun to see them come all the way through and, and kind of go full full cycle there so we saw the success that they had so and the girls you know their our girls team that this next year should have a pretty good group too uh, with with a lot of returnees so and that's that was kind of their first group too so um, just being able to see that success uh, translate over from the youth all the way up through now to the high school is, is huge and, like I said, if you don't have if you don't have the right people and, and the right program started there it's it's uh, it's an uphill battle.
0: And So what grade level does your youth program do you go through.
1: Well, we started, we started in first grade. Um, so we kind of have like some skill development type of thing. First through third graders um, kind of do some skills and then, you know, they, they play a little, you know, three on three, some side games and stuff, but they don't, our first through third graders don't travel at all. Um, and so they, um, you know, they, they just kind of do some skill skill based stuff. Our parking rec does some, does some things as well with them. Some more five on five type of things, but uh, from uh we call it DBA is Decor Basketball Association is our is our association and so um that's kind of when they start as first grade but they don't really start teams until the till fourth grade so um my son was actually the fourth grader this last year I actually helped coach his group and so it was kind of fun you know as a as a as a varsity coach you know going down and coaching fourth graders that's that's a little bit of a little bit of a joke so yeah um, as you guys know I think you have kids that that age yourself so it's just uh it, it, it definitely humbles you in a hurry so um it but it, yeah anyways it's it's uh it's just it's fun to see fun to see their success and uh you know uh like I said if you don't have uh don't have the youth program it's 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 hard to hard to have success
0: well you got to get a basketball in their hand at an early age and um you know i like the skill development at the younger ages too um i feel like we're too quick to get into games sometimes and so the fact that you guys have uh the skills and are working through some of that is great and so then fourth grade do you go so you go all the way through sixth or seventh or what What go all what? the way up
1: to eighth. eighth yep and um part of our part of our situation here in decor too was is we had split season in middle school okay and so this last year was actually the first year that we went away i'm not for sure what they do in central iowa down in des moines where you guys are at but um so they could you know wrestle essentially our wrestling season uh they could prior to this last year they could wrestle and then they could also play basketball um and so you know it uh i think part of that was is there was a gap there that we saw that's kind of why we started you know the association too was you know the youth youth program was is to be able to to bridge some of that gap where there's you know um because our 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 boy, you know, now obviously they have girls wrestling too. So that changes a little bit, but before they had girls wrestling became a, became a thing uh, you know, the girls basketball season would run like from the end of volleyball all the way up until like just after Christmas and then the boys season would start. And that's when the wrestling season went as well. Well, now we've kind of gotten rid of that, if you will. And and it's all kind of blended into, you know, they have to choose uh, wrestling or basketball. And so, that was kind of the big, the big reason too, for the association, but yeah, we, we, we have it go all the way up some, up until eighth grade. And so, um, you know, they, they, uh, some, some of those middle school teams, they'll practice, um, obviously with their middle school height or their middle school team, the the school ball team. Yep. Uh, but then on some of the weekends, they'll have some, some travel ball. And the biggest thing there is, is hopefully our, our middle school coaches are on board with what the, Travel, you know the the yeah. the youthly yeah. youth programs doing as well. So everybody's running the same thing, so we don't have uh difference going on there either. And I think that was the big thing too is is getting getting those parents with our middle school coaches being all on the same page and, and all working together in the same direction.
0: Yeah, that's interesting to to try to kind of sync all that together. It can be a challenge. Um, from from a club ball, AU type of thing, you know, especially as you start to get older um, and some of the high school kids, I know you have a lot of multi-sport athletes who um, are involved in a lot of stuff in the summer, but so, so where do you, so where do some of those higher end kids end up playing in the summer? Did they go, Do they head down to the Cedar Falls area, Martin Brothers type stuff, or where, where do you end up if you lose kids, where do they end up going in, in that part of the state?
1: Yeah, so we have <laughs> over the years, uh, some of our kids have went, with the Iowa prep with, with coach scurrying. Cause he actually was, was kind of the first, you know he was actually our first director, him um, Skurring was for our, yeah. for our uh, youth youth program. Cause when he was here, uh, his, his kids were obviously involved. Um, and so when he was an assistant coach at Luther so he was kind of our first director. And then when he went uh, obviously to kind of run his, his Iowa prep teams then um, so, so some of our kids have played played with Iowa prep. Um, they've also played with Iowa Mavericks with Tyler Cleveland. Um, And then a few more, a few of our girls are playing with Martin brothers. Um, we had a few guys play with some Martin brothers teams and then, uh, some Iowa, some barnstormers, uh, Trey McCain, our, our point guard from this last year, he's been playing with barnstormers since I think he's been in fourth grade. So those are kind of the three ones. Then there's an ambush group out of Osage too, that, uh, that we've got some kids that go over that have gone over that way too so those are kind of the four i guess that that they've kind of played with around here so So they got options got options
2: um i feel like i gotta jump back hopefully hopefully a lot of those kids are making the right decision between wrestling and basketball
1: (laughs) yeah no it's well we i don't know if you know who lee fullheart is or heard that name uh the Iowa he he wrestled at Iowa was a national anyways he's okay. our wrestling coach um <laughs> and uh him and him and Rafe actually have a really and and all of us have a really good relationship so um you know it's one of those things where like with this incoming freshman group they're, they're pretty talented they've got some talented wrestlers and some talented basketball players and a few of them have kind of dabbled with both and and uh, we've kind of you know it's one of those deals where we try to Push a kid maybe towards wrestling a little bit if that's maybe looking like something that they should be doing, or or he kind of does the same thing for us. So it's it's worked out well. So yeah,
2: yeah, you gotta you um have some uh uh past athlete firepower there at the core. It sounds like
1: yeah we do. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a good good luxury to have. So
0: I, yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, from a wrestling basketball standpoint, uh, those wrestlers have no problems coming out on the court and shooting, but uh, I'll. I, Adam, I probably can attest to this too. Us, us basketball players, you're not going to catch us in the mat trying Stays. to figure out, "Hey, or is this for us?" Like we, we already know. We already know this is not. This is not for us. But
1: <laughs> nope, not at all. That, you,
0: you but that, those... that speaks about basketball though, because it's fun. Because those guys come in the gym, they see some ball, they want to start shooting, they want to
2: get some shots yeah. up too. You know, so <laughs> yeah, you get those uh, mats rolled out on the gym floor. That's my time to leave. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Um well hey, uh you mentioned uh, swimming um and uh, you know being um a competitive swimmer you know up until freshman year what you mentioned when did when did basketball come into the mix i mean um obviously i'm assuming you were playing when you were younger um you know was that kind of always always kind of in the back of your mind that hey i really love the sport uh what what did that look like
1: yeah i think um you know i i Indy core you know you guys mentioned multi sport play a lot of different sports but uh yeah i just you know i was I've been fortunate, you know, uh, went to a lot of, uh, I think like the NCAA tournament, you know, I think uh, being able to go to some of those events when I was little, um, you know, I I remember, always remember going to like the, I think it was like 92, I think the final four was like in Minneapolis with like Duke and like UNLV and and some of those teams. And I think, you know, you just get that experience and get a taste of it and kind of knew that like basketball was something that I wanted to 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 eventually maybe coach and so um that was kind of maybe a favorite favorite growing up I'm also also a big baseball guy too but uh but but yeah basketball was kind of just that influence I think and then obviously being I think that was the in in high school being a manager uh mainly for basketball was kind of the thing too and and so I just kind of developed that love for the game and and um you know I was used to you guys have heard you talk to other other coaches about this too but you know you I remember playing, you know, dunk ball in the, in the backyard, you know, we got one of those goal setter hoops. I remember like when I was like a sophomore in in high school and I remember, you know, or, and even prior to that, before that hoop, you know, just playing all the time out in the backyard. And so, um, in the back driveway. So it's just, yeah, just some good memories and kind of developed a love for the game that way.
2: When did, uh, when did coaching kind of come into your mind as, Hey, this is something that I would like to do.
1: I would say probably, uh, probably more so like in college, um, had a couple of experiences I worked at when I was at Luther, I worked sports information. Uh, so I, I was at a lot of games then too. Um, so I kind of got to see some other side of coaching and then working some park and rec with kids. So I would say, I would say really the, when I first started really thinking about coaching was, was kind of that freshman, sophomore year in college, um, is when I really started first thinking about it.
0: So would you go to Luther to study? Did you know education was going to be the route or what was the plan there?
1: Yeah. First, first, uh, actually my first degree, if you will, I know everything's like under, you know, bachelor of arts, but it yeah. was an emphasis with communication studies. Um, so I did, I did some radio, um, broadcasting that I worked sports information. Um, actually had an internship with, uh, with, uh, Waterloo Bucks is the team in Iowa oh, yeah. but, uh, was I wasn't with them I was actually up in Wisconsin with in Wausau Wisconsin with Wisconsin Woodchucks and so I kind of had that experience and was like and I think that at that point it was like I don't want to be the last person in the office and or the first person in last person out and you know I you know he developed those relationships with the players that through that and and some coaches but I think at that point I was like I don't I don't want to report on the um, you know, report on, on the games. I want to actually be the coach. So um, that was a good experience there and, and kind of led me to that. But uh, yeah, that was kind of so, those
0: experiences. So, so then AD is not on the horizon then, if, uh, or what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I, um and that was the other thing too, was, is I had, I actually, so our, our current activities director, Adam Riley, was like in his first year. And when I was at Luther, I actually, we have a J term at, at Luther. And so I job shadowed him for that J term. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to really want to do that either. So, um, cause it was, as you know, the activities directors, uh, they, they, yeah, they don't get a whole lot of sleep. So uh, no, gone. it's, it's a thankless job. So, um, but yeah, that definitely, you know, gave me some behind the scenes, uh, you know, looks at things too. And uh, yeah, definitely, definitely was like, yeah, I just want to be a coach. So, and a teacher.
0: Yeah, I can't blame you there. So, uh, so J term, you got to tell me a little bit about positives and negatives to to J term. So obviously, for myself, uh, I went to Warburg and uh, we had May term. And so weather activities are completely different. The one class for a month concept is great. But uh, are there any advantages to doing it in January as opposed to May?
1: Well, if you, uh depends on, you, you got to, if, if you have enough money to be able to go somewhere. Uh I actually did. I went to Australia. So that was, that was, that's one advantage. Uh, I think it was like my sophomore year, I went to Australia. So if you can get away and go, go somewhere warm during, you know, a lot of times, you know, at Luther, at least they, a lot of trips were going, you know, somewhere, a warm climate. So if you get, get an advantage to go there then then I would say yes but obviously if you had to stay and take a class uh in in the middle or you know in the middle of winter that's that's not very fun so
0: yeah no but uh it's uh it's fun it's a it's a nice little break though and you can go to you know you come back out of the semester or you end one semester and then you just have one class to focus on I had I had um A couple different pieces of advice going into May term. One was take a tough class and then you can, it's just for a month and get it over with. And so my freshman year, I took a math class. That was a terrible idea. Like everyone was out having fun and I'm plowing through this math class. they were giving us homework in between sessions. Like they'd send us to lunch with an assignment. We had to come back. And so I learned quickly from that. And by the time I finished my senior year, I was taking outdoor rec in May and we were riding bikes and canoeing and camping. And so I, I finally figured it out, but uh, at the, that's always fun. And so then, what? so graduate from Luther, what's, what's the plan? I know you've been, you've been around uh, or in the community and you've been helping out um, at the high school. Is it something that you knew right away? Like, hey, if an, if an opportunity comes at Decorah, I'm gonna jump on it. Or were you kind of looking around a little bit or what was the thought process?
1: Yeah, I had some I had some uh some interviews uh kind of around the area. Um I actually initially so I, I graduated in 07, uh with a communication science degree, then I spent a whole year going back. It's like I said, I had that experience uh in Wassa and then I kind of knew I wanted to coach. So I ended up getting my coaching authorization. Uh, which allowed me then to essentially be like halfway through a, a teaching program or, or three quarters of the way. So I was like, well, I might as well finish this out. And so I, I spent the whole uh, 07, uh, 08 academic year finishing that. And then I student taught then the previous fall of 08 and uh, 09. And so then after I got through that, then I kind of subbed for a while. Um, like I said, was an assistant coach and, uh, and then actually the the I think it was 2010 if I remember right I took a position actually up in Stewartville Minnesota my wife my wife actually she got a job in Decor right away uh after after school and she she's she taught fourth grade and she's now been teaching first grade for a while but um so anyway so she was here um but then I took a position up in Stewartville Minnesota for a year just to get some experience I didn't coach anything up there actually ended up still coaching down in Decorah that I don't know how I made it through that winter doing that, but, uh, yeah. but nonetheless, I, uh, I got some experience and I don't think if I would have had that experience, I wouldn't have been able to, to land the position I have now. But then, uh, so I took that for a year and then I came back and, and actually, uh, was like an associate, like a teacher's assistant in a, in the high school. And then the year after that, it, and that was back in Decora, And then, uh, at the year after that, then the, the position opened up. And so I was, if, if you will, I was kind of waiting around um you know for something to open up I knew something probably would eventually and so um just try to get as much experience around the area as I could subbing um you know I subbed quite a bit so that was that was a good experience too getting to know some kids and and obviously you know getting to know some classrooms and different things like that so um I think all those experiences definitely definitely helped uh prepare me for for where I am today
0: and so then from, uh, a coaching, I know you mentioned some, you were an assistant as well. So has it only been basketball or have you had an opportunity? I mean, you get that, uh, I mean, have you, have you tried it for the, for the golf position or anything yet, or what, uh, what, uh, what other coaching experience have you had?
1: Yeah, I actually, I did actually help out with golf a little bit too. Um, we did have some successful golf teams, uh, back in like the early, like 2010s, uh, around that time, uh, so I helped out in addition to being an assistant coach for basketball. I was, I was helping out with the golf program then as well. So, um, but yeah, as a, after that, after kind of getting the head position, this has kind of been the, the only thing I've really coached, I guess the thing I, other things that I've, I guess I maybe did, I think I coached uh, like seventh or eighth grade girls volleyball one time. Cause they needed you know, needed somebody to coach. So I stepped in there and did that, but, uh, other than that, that's been really it. Besides for my kids, uh, kids of sports now helping out with baseball and basketball and some softball stuff. So, Gotcha.
0: No, that's good. And so then how many years is it, did you spend as an assistant?
1: Uh, I think it was five. Five years.
0: Yep. So going from assistant, we always ask this to transition. Um, going from assistant, five years is, is good. That's a good experience uh, to be able to to learn and kind of get a feel for things. Um, what was the biggest jump moving up a chair and now all of a sudden calling the shots was there a moment where you were um, like oh here I am now I got I got to make this call where I could defer the last five years
1: yeah I think as an assistant um, you know I think you always think you know it know quite a bit Um, and then when you get like I said when you move that one chair over and you're like oh I'm the one that actually has to make like eight million different decisions um, you know that's, that's when it kind of hits you. And I don't, I don't think there was necessarily like one moment. I think it was just, you know, uh, one of those that was like, Oh, wow. Yeah. There, there is a lot that you have to, (laughs) a lot of different decisions you have to make from, you know, uh, youth programs to, uh, parents to, you know, just, uh, you know, what teams kids are playing on various things like that. So, um, yeah, it's def. it was, it was definitely a, a big step, but I think, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you just try to take a, a humble approach with it and, and, uh, you know, try to absorb as much information and, and try to, you know, lean on some inner circle type, type people that, you know, you can trust and, and, uh, give you a good, good critique. And I still do that to this day, you know, um, you know, I've have, have a couple of people that, you know, give you some insights as far as things that, uh, you know, maybe you're not doing as well um and uh you know I know one thing especially early on that I've learned over the years is 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 uh dealing with officials um you know I think as a young coach you you want to you know you want every call to to go your way and now I kind of um I just kind of sit back and you know obviously with with the official shortages that we're having um you know we got to have them, uh, you know, whether, whether, how good, you know, and you try to help them out, um, you know, so I think that's that's the biggest thing is just learning how to, how to have conversations. I definitely got some early technical fouls when I was younger. And uh, um, so, yeah, I think just learning how to deal with that, but uh, yeah, I don't think there's, I don't think there's one moment in time that you're like, yeah, you're the head coach. And I think it was just a culmination of a lot of things.
0: Yeah. And it is, like you said, you have a lot of decisions that you have to make and a lot of other responsibilities too. I mean, I've said it plenty of times on the podcast, but uh, there, there are often those days as a head coach where you're like, you know, what? it'd be kind of cool to be the assistant again and just coach basketball because you're, you're doing so many other things. You're responsible for so, so much uh, in season that uh, sometimes basketball, unfortunately gets moved uh, too far down the ladder, but um I, I gotta be honest coach I'm a little surprised that uh, that uh the tees were flying with you you seem pretty pretty calm pretty mild manner here on the pod and so uh that uh that definitely inter- interests me a little bit and then um to your point too it's a skill to work those officials and to have those conversations and to understand that um and I think we've all been there from like a young coach perspective like you're you're trying to trying to give and do everything you can possible from the sideline to win a basketball game. And I think the longer you're in it, the more, you know, that it's what you do that week in practice. It's what you do in the summer. It's all those things. It's, it's not, uh, if, if by the time you get there to game day and you're yelling and screaming and you're trying to go over all this stuff, it's like, it's too late. Like these guys are not going to not going to pick that up. But, uh, no, that's that's really neat to know that uh, that transition went smooth. For was it something that uh, I don't have? I don't have uh, the records in front of me. Was it was it a good transition as far as wins and losses, or or what was the talent like for you? And was it um, a rough start with your head coaching experience, or was it something that you really enjoyed?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think I mentioned a little bit about it before, but I was fortunate that first year I had uh, had Josie. Uh, so Josie Jewel's class, it was, but it was not just him. There was, um, actually one of our assistant coaches, uh, gunner rounds. It was his, 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 brother was our point guard. And so it was him. And then there was, uh, another kid by the name of Jake Drost. Um, that was a pretty good player for us. He was like academic all state that year too. He's really smart player and also just, just a good overall athlete. Um, and, and he was like six, three, six, four. Um, and, uh, um yeah, just, and we just had, we just had some guys that, that played a lot of different sports, had a lot of success in different sports. So it was, it was a good start there. We, we went after that, we went through, went through a couple of years of, of some rough stretches, Um, you know, around 500, maybe a little below 500. Um, but I feel like, I think mostly every year there was maybe one in there that we were like eight and 13 or something like that. But overall we've, I mean, We've usually been around you know above 10 wins or somewhere around there um and you know obviously lately the last three years have had you know over 15 wins which is which has been good to see you know that program keep taking the next step but yeah um initially it wasn't uh i was i was i was pretty fortunate initially to have that first good group and then uh kind of uh sort of develop and and uh you know just learn some things through some trial and error with 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 some of those early groups too.
2: Um, well, we mentioned a little bit about, you know, what you, what you've learned over the years here, coach, uh, quick question for you about, about the first time down, um, at state tournament, what did, what did you learn there? Um, you know, not necessarily just overall that year, um, obviously last year, um, however, what did you learn, uh, as a coach down at the state tournament?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, actually, uh, I talked to coach Stege a little bit, um, prior to going down and, and just kind of like ran our overall plan like I think I think as a as a coach like you need you need some some uh some good advice from people um you know as far as like do you go down the night before because we played we played like the 5 30 game if I'm not mistaken um and so for us coming three and a half hours ish uh it was it was a big kind of a big dilemma like you know and we had it was Rafe and myself and our activities director Adam Riley that sat down like you know uh after we made it like that Tuesday or whatever it was and and try to develop an itinerary of like okay you know and we wanted to keep it as normal as possible so we ended up not staying overnight um we we actually came down that Tuesday um in the morning uh and went and shot around at Drake, um, when we got down there and then we went to eat and then we went to the arena. Um, cause that's one thing that coach and I, I ran it by coach Steggy because obviously he's been, they've been there a few times, but they're also an hour and 15, 20 minutes closer to Des Moines than we are too. So, um, but you know, he said, Oh, I think that's a good plan. You know, I think, you know, anytime you have, you know, 15, 16, 18 year old kids in a hotel room the night before you wonder if they're going to get sleep. So we wanted them to try to sleep in their own bed um, was our kind of thought process. And so, um, you know, I think to be honest with you, you know, the, the basketball was kind of uh, aside to that. It was like, that was my, that was my biggest thing is like, just trying to keep as normal of a schedule and worrying about like, are we, are we doing the right thing here? And and looking back on it, um, you know, I think I wish we I wish we would have probably been able to stay um overnight. Cause I think that maybe calms the nerves a little bit because we got into the arena, I think like uh in the middle of, of like the the two games prior to us. And so we were like there for like a game and a half. Um and so I think I mean that was good. Um and maybe I would say differently if we would have won. Um, but um I so I, I think that's more of what you worry about. Um and then obviously the game is just the game. And, and when that, when that, when that's there and that's going on, that's, that's fine. But um, yeah, I think just your first time going there, you're just trying to like soak it all in and be like, okay, you know, hopefully this happens, not just, this isn't the only time and not have to wait another 30 some years to get here again. So, um, but just taking notes there and, and thinking about, okay, or, you know, how would we do things differently the next time, hopefully that we make it down there. So um. Hopefully that answers your question.
2: Yeah, yeah, we talk a lot about uh, the choices um, and decisions that head coaches have compared to assistant coaches, but that kind of is all those years of those decisions kind of kind of rolled up into one week or maybe even one day. Um, yeah,
1: I think the big yeah, I think the biggest thing there is like you know you feel like you know uh, this is a big moment for your guys and you want to do right for them too because it's I mean obviously it's a fun experience for us as coaches, but you want you know you're there for the kids i mean uh you know you want to give them the best experience and you know a lot of them too were like well why aren't we staying down the night before and you know and so i you know it's just and that's a hard thing obviously to tell a tell a senior you know uh we're not we're going down the day of so um but it was kind of interesting cuz we asked them and and like half of them wanted to go down the night before and half of them were like i want to sleep in my own bed so Um, so it was kind of a split, split call there too. They're obviously the ones playing the game. And, and so you want, you know, so that was, that was another interesting thing too. So, but
0: and that it's it's so interesting too. And we always talk, especially the closer you get to tournament time, uh, with coaches who have had that experience and on how different the takes are. Um, and there's obviously no right or wrong way of doing it. You try to do, like you said, you try to think through, uh, what is going to be the best but uh, you know, if you've listened to uh, any of the any of the hoop troop episodes I mean we've had coach Betts has had people sleeping in army barracks and he's had people do I mean it's just been different things and you know coach Larson had kept him in school all day and it kept it as normal as possible and obviously both you know, I've won a lot of games. And so it's, there's no right way of doing it. And then, you know, obviously coming from, from your corner of the uh, woods, it's, it, it is a, it is a hike. It isn't, you don't have the advantage that the central Iowa teams do, um, to be able to be there at the same time, what does staying in the hotel and could that be a positive? Does that motivate you? It's just, there's no way of knowing until you get there and you do it. And you're like, Hey, this worked, this didn't work. And, uh, you know, here in the next uh, three or four trips down, I, I bet you'll be real good um, the fourth or fifth time you make it to state coach.
1: Yeah, hopefully, like I said, hopefully we get another chance to to make it down there. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think, and, and the one thing too, at state, you know, I I know some people, you know, maybe across the state give a little knock on some things. But when you're down there, they, the, the state does a really good job. I don't know if other coaches have mentioned this, but they do a good job of taking care of you. They, They, uh, you know, nice locker room, nice setup there. And, and not just that, but just the overall, you know, getting your kids down, being able to sit, sit down on the floor, being able to, you know, it's, it's a true tournament. You know, it's, it's like, you know, like you're going to the NCAA tournament, you get dropped off at the back door, you get to go in those back entrances. And so that just, you know, it's a cool experience for the kids to be able to do that and and know too, that, you know, that there was. You know that's where a lot of a lot of big games have been played. Tournament, you know, tournament games have been played in Wells Fargo. I know some people have said you know maybe move it to a smaller venue, but um, you know I think Wells is a good good spot for it. Um, you know I know you can make some arguments here or there for some smaller venues too, but um, it's definitely cool to know that you've been you played on a floor that you know a lot of a lot of big teams have played on too. So
2: yeah, definitely some uh, a lot of awesome aspects for those kids and for the coaches honestly too. Um, And they do do a great job down there. Um, So one big change here coming up this year in Iowa high school basketball is the shot clock. Um, You know, been in conversations, I feel like for a couple of years, uh, now finally making the decision that it is going to happen next year. Um, What are your what are your your overall thoughts on that? Um, And how does that change, if at all, uh, your philosophy um, as a coach?
1: Um, yeah, I think it's a great thing. Um, you know, I think it's long been a long time coming. Uh, you know, I know that there's obviously some strong arguments for and against. Um, but I think, um, I think overall it'll it'll help. I think it'll enhance. Hopefully, um, you know, I think it'll force coaches, uh, to have to teach some better offense. Um, to be honest with you, I think you know you, you won't have those teams. You know, I know we face a couple teams, uh one across the border from us that, you know, they just they'll hold the ball forever. Um, you know, and and I know some people say, well, you can you can change that, you know, you can you can play better defense. It's like, well, yeah, I understand that, but um, you know, try to play better defense without fouling, that's that's another challenge. And so um I think I think it'll I think it'll hopefully have coaches teach them better offense, but then also it, I think it will reward the defense too. You know, if you have a good defensive possession and and you play good defense for 35 seconds, you should be rewarded for it. Um, And so I think, I think it's, I think it's twofold there. And and hopefully, um, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot of, a lot of kinks to work through here these first couple of years with things, but uh, you know, especially from an operator standpoint, you know, being able to find somebody that's, you know, obviously it's, just like officials, it's hard to find people to work score tables. And so being able to train those people to be able to run it right, uh, um, you know, will be a little bit of a challenge, but I think it's just like anything new, Um, you know, it'll, 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 there'll be some, some difficulties early on, but I think it'll be, I think it'll be overall be a good thing.
0: How will that, uh, how will that work with the other States? Is it whosoever gym you're in?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, um, you know, like we've played up in Minnesota, some, uh, you know, some Caledonia, Spring Grove, uh, some of those schools, and then we've went across the border to like some Wisconsin schools and like, well, when they're, they're both halves, uh, so they play 18 minute halves now in Minnesota and they play 18 in, in Wisconsin too. So, so we've had to go to their rules. So I think I'm not, to be honest with you, I haven't kept up to date with if Minnesota, or Wisconsin has adopted the shot clock either. But uh, I assume if they do, then we would have to have to roll into that as well. So,
0: yeah, that's interesting. I never had had never thought about that um, until you brought that up. As as far as obviously with your guys's location, going and playing um, in other states, how that uh, how that would be impacted and so that's interesting with the halves too thing so so i know you guys are playing spring over in lacrosse and so you're doing uh halves in those rules as well or how does that work
1: yeah they play they've always played 20 minute 20 minute halves up there um for for summer basketball and i know a lot of teams in iowa kind of even if you're in an iowa tournament a lot of them a lot of them run run you know 20 minute running halves as well but uh stop maybe the last couple minutes but so yeah, that's what that's what they've done up in Lacrosse, and, and it's been I think it's been good. So that's that league up there is 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 really really good. They get a lot of good, like you know they'll bring teams in from Madison there, uh, Caledonia. Um, obviously with Eli King has been been really really good. Um, and uh, you know they like I said it's 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 a good tri-state tri-state area league to to bring some teams into to play, and we played in that like the last eight or nine summers, so that's been that's been really good for us as well.
2: How is, uh, how's the next season shaping for you guys? What does that, uh, what does the roster look like? Um, and, uh, what does, uh, you know, what are your expectations?
1: Yeah, we're going to be real green. Um, we actually, uh, our point guard, Trey McCain, um, uh, from last year, he, he tore his, uh, partially tore his ACL. Um, uh, it was about a month ago now, uh, in a tournament up in Minneapolis playing for the Barnstormers. Uh, he, he was playing for their top team and, uh, just came down on it wrong, and uh, you know, one of those deals where I think they got a couple uh a, a couple diagnoses, and and uh, went up to Mayo and in Rochester, and they're like, no, you're having surgery. So, I think it's the best course um, for him. Um, it's unfortunate, obviously, as a as a he's going to be an incoming junior. So, you know, anytime you lose your your spark plug point guard, uh, that that's obviously a tough pill to swallow, but um hopefully we'll get him back for partial of the year we're probably planning on not having him for the year but uh if if he does great if not um so it's him and and we have a a ben bachman is is another kid that we have coming back those are only two returning letter winners so there's definitely a lot of uh a lot of room for opportunities for guys we're going to be real green but uh no, we think we've got some guys that, you know, are, are going to be competitive. Um, you know, and I think it's one of those things where as a coach, you know, you, you go, well, we've, we've got to replace a lot of guys, but sometimes you're surprised with, with how some of those other guys step up. I mean, our JV group was pretty successful the last couple of years. And, um, so, um, going to be green, but, uh, you know, one of those things where, you know, it, it's exciting to, to, to bring some new guys into the fold and, and see what they can do. So, um, as a coach, you know, you're always um, optimistic, trying to, trying to breed, you know, breed some life into those guys and say, Hey, there's opportunities for guys to come in and, and, uh, get a crack at it. So I'm um, excited for the opportunities for those guys this, this summer, to kind of see where they're at and then uh, hopefully build on to it and knock on wood, stay healthy through the fall seasons.
2: Yeah. You mentioned, um, that, uh, um, your lacrosse league, uh, what else, what else do y'all have going on in, this, in the summertime for those, uh, you know, youngsters or maybe newcomers to have those opportunities to, um, I guess, prove themselves.
1: Yeah, so recording this on a Sunday night, we bring kids in on uh, Sunday nights. Kind of have a controlled open gym. Uh, Like I said, uh, we we run through some offensive defensive schemes. Uh, You know, if we see something during the week that like, hey, we need to brush up on this uh, this set or maybe this defensive scheme. uh, You know, we'll we'll run through a few of those things and then uh, and then let them play. Our biggest thing is is you know we try to try to coach in, in, sound bites, you know, maybe go through something quick and then uh, drill it, um, you know, and, uh, and that's kind of what we do on, on Thursday or excuse me, on Sundays and Thursday nights with them. Um, and then uh, Tuesday nights, our lacrosse league. And then um, we started this last year, uh, some Thursday nights, there's like three of them, I think. And then uh, we might have one Sunday too coming up uh, that we'll have some teams come in, uh, you know, being that we are in, in this Northeast Iowa part, we can bring in some Iowa teams like Waverly came up last year. Uh, Mason city uh, Cedar falls came in last year up here as well. Um, Cold Schultz um, and, uh, and, and I think Waterloo West is coming up this year as well. So if those Iowa teams, then we bring in some, some uh, Wisconsin teams, Caledonia came down quite a bit last summer. So, um, but then it also gives us, uh, some relationships. I don't know if you know the name, Chris Hoford at all, um, as an official, um, uh, he's from the Monona area, but, uh, he, he's kind of, uh, re- semi-retired from officiating, but, um, he uses this opportunity to, to bring in some younger officials to be able to work some high school games. So that's been awesome. Um, to be honest with you, we've gotten to, gotten to see some other officials and, and uh, be able to develop some relationships with some of those officials as well and give them some opportunities to run, you know, run some games in the summer and and work on their craft as well. Cause they're just like us, you know, they want to, they want to be able to work on some things and then obviously recruit some new officials to be able to, to to be able to officiate uh, as well. So that's been a nice thing uh, that we're kind of starting here on Thursday nights. And uh, um, yeah, that's kind of what we got going on this summer.
2: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. You kind of mentioned, uh, the official side of things, but, uh, you know, and you also mentioned a shortage of officials. Um, and that is a great opportunity for obviously, obviously veterans or, um, officials who have been doing it for a couple of years to improve on what they do. Um, also though, that recruiting side of things where, Hey, why don't you come and give this a shot? Um, if you like it great continue, but, uh, yeah, I think that gets kind of overlooked over overlooked in the summertime as well. Um, well, we love to ask this question, uh, of coaches and especially coaches who have, who have been head coaches for a while, um, in the next five or 10 years here, coach, what do you want your team to be known
1: for? Wow. That's a, um, tough question. Um, I think the biggest thing for us would be is, is, uh, first and foremost, that, uh, that were, that were like tough, meaning that, uh, you know, we, we rebound the basketball. Uh, you know, our, our big, our big three things are, are first and foremost, uh, running the floor, um, running the floor hard. You know, we want our first three steps, after we obviously rebound first, but then our first three steps, we want our first three steps to be, to be quicker than the other teams. Uh, whether you're a wing, whether you're a big, whatever, you know, point guard um, get that ball out and go, um, and then, and then play fast. Um, you know, we want, we want to get up and down the court. Obviously Rafe has had a big influence with that, uh, running, running, a lot of secondary stuff, uh, from his Kansas days with, with coach Williams. Um, but, uh, you know, that playing fast rebounding and then, uh, you know, being, being team first, you know, I think you saw that last year with our group, uh, you know, is, is not being selfish. Um, you know, being unselfish uh, and and being able to to play as a play as a play as a unit out there. You know, play it play as a group of five guys on the floor, and then obviously having good. You know, another thing too. I think that's important as coaches is develop bench energy. Um, you know, you got to have guys, and you got to have guys understand their roles. I mean, you know, obviously basketball is an equal opportunity sport. Um, you know, uh, you're gonna have guys that are gonna score it. You're gonna have guys that need to rebound it at a high level. You're gonna have to have you know, I, that's why we've been successful these last three years. We've had guys just understand what their roles are, and and uh, being able to to fulfill their role, whether that's a score, whether that's a rebounder, whether that's a, a guy that's going to come in and and uh, you know run the floor and and maybe you know give three fouls to or go guard some go guard the other team's best player. Uh, you know, so you, you need you need multiple multiple players to do those multiple things. So just uh, you know being being a good team uh, within that concept.
2: Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned uh, the secondary stuff uh, you have implemented from Rafe. Um, I'd be interested to see some numbers on uh, the teams or basketball teams that uh, don't have a secondary break called Kansas, um, you know, from high school and, and uh, even college. But, um, well, great, Coach. This, is, this has been awesome. Uh, you know, some great information, some um, you know, awesome uh, background experience from you. We like to end our episodes here with a little section we call Rapid Fire um brian's gonna ask you a couple questions um some about basketball some not and you just let us know what comes the top of your head
1: all right sounds good
2: all right coach let's do this first one we always lead with
0: favorite visiting gym or arena uh you've had an opportunity to coach in not name wells fargo obviously wells fargo was a great experience for you but uh what's a gym that you've had an opportunity to coach in on the road that uh you really liked for one reason
1: or another yeah, I've heard you ask this one before, and I've thought of thought of it myself to try to think of. Um, you know, I would say uh, probably, um, you know, Waverly is has always been a place. Um, you know, obviously a nice big gym. I don't I don't know if you guys have been there at all, but I think the one thing um, you know I know they've gotten a knock on it, but Coach Stege, uh, they've done an outstanding job with their student section. Um, you know, uh, I remember about four or five years ago, we had a, one of our players, um, his name was Nick Bachman. Um, he, his brother's been playing for us now. They started chanting his girlfriend's name every time he shot, every time he shot the ball. And so just like, you know, and they would come up with just obscure things to yell, you know? And so, I mean, I think, you know, at, at the time you hate it. Like, you're like, what the heck is this? You know, but I think, you know, from a basketball side of things, I mean that, it, you know, it's always just, we've just always had a fun time playing there. Now they've always kicked our butts. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, uh, until recently, but so it hasn't been good on that side of things. But I think as a, as a, you know, if you're a fan looking back on it, you can be like, all right, we appreciate that environment. Um, so I think that that would be one that stands out, um, as far as just the overall atmosphere of a gym. Um, i would say the other one um that's really in my opinion a kind of a hidden gem around the area is, is is Cresco um they have a just they have a smaller gym and and when it when they fill that place it just gets really loud it's just really hard to hear in there we've had some great battles with them uh coach McCormick who retired a couple years ago and last year was i think his last year but uh that's been another gym that's been uh been been some great battles in that gym as well
0: That's good. No, I like it. Those are two good ones as well. Um, do a game day routine or or superstition or something that you have to make sure that you do, uh, on game day.
1: Yeah. I usually have to shower, um, (laughs) or get a workout in of some type, uh, whether that's a run around town, we got a lot of great trails around here. So I try to like get some activity in before, before a game, uh, always need to shower. Um, and then this last year, um, so Josie uh, Jewel has a, has a juicery that's in town now that uh, we have and um, that him and his wife run. Um, they're obviously here in the off season, but then they have other people run it, but uh, they have a, they have a pretty good, uh, it's like an acai bowl that's there. And my, my wife kind of started me on those. So that was one thing this last year that I kind of started on. So like game day, we ne- I needed to get one of those like every day, every time we had a game. So um, and we won quite a bit this last year. So I kind of kept with it. So that was one thing that was kind of added, but the showering and the exercise, that's something that I've always done. So
0: that's good. I like all those. That's, uh, that's great. Um, who's the greatest basketball player of all time?
1: Uh, I would have to say Jordan. Uh, You know, I, I know it's debatable, but Jordan definitely, I mean, that was, you know, as a kid growing up, you'd always, you know, just the 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 calf shot you know i think that was the the one that one or or the the step back when he when he hit that to win it and uh i think it was with was it salt lake yeah uh so you know those are always yeah i think he was i think he he is probably so i yep. mean yep
0: we're we're with you on that one in your you you're on that that age demographic too where it's uh you watched enough of it to know that, uh, it's MJ, but, uh, you start getting much, much younger than us. And they start looking, looking around their shoulders to see who else it might be, but we're with you there. Um, I think you're a big twins fan. Who's your favorite twins player? Whoa. Yeah, ever. Um, favorite twins player ever. The whole. Ever. You know.
1: Um, yeah, we definitely, definitely get up with the kids. Now it's a, it's a fun thing to do with them get up to target field. Um, yeah, I would say uh, currently is probably Luis Arise. Um He's kind of a a good, you know, he's he reminds me a lot of Rod Carew. Uh, and then um, I would say overall probably probably Puckett. Yeah, um, I was I was fortunate. My dad with the road construction business, they had a lot of connections with tickets. Um, like they had season tickets to like everything, like Vikings, you know, Minnesota Vikings, Packers. Because uh, as part of their business, they would hand those out to employees, and so I was fortunate enough to be able to go to the World Series back in '91. I don't remember much of it because I was only seven, but um, but definitely remember the dome being uh, being a good good environment there. So yeah, I would say Puckett's probably the the all time favorite. Him or probably Morneau or or Mauer. You know, watching mm-hmm. them up through the ranks too. That was that was fun. So.
0: I tell you what, uh, the old Homer dome, uh, target Field's beautiful. It's, uh, it's a great place to take in a game, but, uh, I don't know, there's something, something you kind of miss about, uh, the Homer dome. That's for sure.
1: Well, the one thing with there was, is you're always going to see a game, you know, uh, you always, you know, coming from distances, you know, you, you knew you weren't going to get rained out. You're always going to see a game. And yeah, there's something about that dome is like, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy.
0: It was, it was fun. I've, uh, made made several trips up there as well and um even as you got a little bit older i know they had like a college night i think we made the trip up there one time and you know it was like five dollar tickets or whatever it was and so oh, yeah it uh ha- had some good times i even um i even went up and sat in the bleachers for uh what was that little big league that oh, yeah. uh yeah yep. i uh i went up and wasn't an, was an extra in the stands for that movie up in the dome so nice so but uh all right favorite sports movie Ooh, perfect transition um, i'm sure it's not a little big league but uh transition you No, know,
1: one that one that is i don't know uh blue chips uh is oh, yeah. is one that definitely i like that was that was a good memory i would say i would say that one might be might be up there um i would say sandlot too um one of those two i would say is, is probably one of my one of my two favorites
0: those are good those ones uh, blue chips has been making its way under the pot a lot more here recently and uh sandlot always gets thrown in as, as as an option but um all right so you've spent a lot of time in decora does does mabes ever get old
1: uh no not really um always always uh yeah it it No, it usually doesn't. So, um, between that and now with the breweries in town, um, you know, you can't, can't go wrong with, with either one of those spots either. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a good spot.
0: So is Mabe's then the undisputed goat of pizza then or what?
1: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, uh, you look, you ask any, any visiting, you know, that's one thing I, I know the, the owner there pretty well. Um, and so I definitely always text him, you know, like, uh, coach, Coach Deggy when they come up from Waverly, I think they they basically basically uh, run them out of pizzas for the night uh, with with them, and then uh, they usually buy quite a bit. And then uh, uh, I think Center Point this last year they they bought quite a few as well when they came up when they came up from from there. So yeah, it's uh, definitely a spot for not only the not only us but uh, other teams as well. So it's it's fun to fun to have that connection there.
0: And it's, uh, I mean, admittedly, it's really good pizza. I always, I I try to, I, I think it's just the the Warburg night in me that I try to downplay it a little bit. Um, but then as we talked off air coming uh, before we got on, obviously my wife uh, from Wacon, And so every time we're back, one of the times, one of the nights, we're for sure getting it. Sometimes we get the, the half cooked ones and take them back with us oh, and yeah. stuff. And so I always try to act like it's not that good and then I then I'm like six seven pieces in and I'm like yeah this stuff's this, this stuff's really good
1: yeah it's, it's I don't know what it is it's, I don't know if it's like that they cut them in squares or what that is but yeah I yeah it's, so it, it's, now we have now we have a, a pizza farm up here now too so that's uh that's kind of uh they, they've got some good good pizza there too so that's kind of not giving them a run for their money because they're two different, you know, two different atmospheres there. But uh, yeah.
0: so That's good. That's interesting. Which uh, um, also leads me into my next question. Obviously Mabes, everybody knows Decorah Mabes, but uh, what else? I mean, if, uh, if, if, if Adam and I are coming up, we've got two nights We we'll get Mabes one night, where else in Decorah is a good place for us to, to stop and maybe a hidden gem and get a little something to eat
1: yeah we've uh you know crazy a town our size actually has quite a quite a few eclectic uh choices um so we have like we have a we have a pretty good uh mexican restaurant called don jose's that's really good um and then we have like some like i would say up you know for a town our size to be able to have a couple upscale what i would call upscale you know places that you'd find in like you know Nice restaurant in downtown Des Moines. There's a place called uh, Rubiot, uh That's that's a lot of people talk about. And then there's also another one called uh, Larana. That's another one that's uh, a, a small bistro that um, there. That's they've got some. If you're looking for upscale food, those those two places are are uh, upscale for decor. That is. Um, so those two places. And then, uh, you know, the brewery uh, TG's has got some food out at at their place as well. Um, And so I know a lot of people like to like to venture there. And then we've we've actually gotten a couple food trucks in town now too um, that have been that have been running a a, a lady out of Postville that comes over with with some some Mexican fare and uh, another one that's kind of got some like street American fare type stuff too. So we've actually got and then we have like a like a supper club type of thing too so that's uh that's rafe's favorite uh he him and his wife that's usually where you can find them on saturday night they go out to uh it's called the twin Springs supper club you can find a good steak there so that's where that's where he likes to go so um but yeah we have got we've got a lot of options not only Mape's, but uh yeah and then i mentioned that pizza farm too they've got they use all local ingredients it's actually a classmate of mine which is kind of cool and then LaRon has also got one of my old classmates too that's uh cooking there so that's kind of fun to, to be able to support them and uh, see them do well in the community as well so
2: we may have great. to uh may have to come up for more than one game sounds yeah. like
1: yeah yeah well Hard
2: i don't stay in, there a know, couple days. In, the,
1: in the in the winter you can't can't uh, go can't out leave. on the river but that's been that's been the big thing now is is people come up and either bike and and or go on the river kayak and do those things and then hit up the breweries so um breweries and and local fair rounds. so yeah it's 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 a good spot so that's no
0: that's good when when you said fine dining i thought maybe you're gonna throw a tea t-box out but it didn't well
1: that's i (laughs) I should mention them too because uh they they've had had they've had a couple of our players uh that that's actually a couple of our players parents own that place so Mm -hmm. um yeah if you need a good burger that's another good spot so we've got We've got we've got quite a few options for a town our size. It's it's kind of nice actually to have have those options. So,
0: well, and definitely, uh, beers definitely cold at T Box too. So if you oh, yeah. uh, need some libation, that's definitely a place to go. Um, all right, Coach. Two more, we'll get you out of here. Uh, shooter's touch is the name of the podcast because uh, Adam and I like to believe at some point we had a little bit of the shooter's touch. What does it mean um, to you when you hear shooter's touch or if uh, when you can refer to one of your players as uh, kind of having that shooter's touch? Um, what does it mean? Break it down for us.
1: Uh, I think it means, uh, in my opinion, like, you know, if you have the shooter's touch, like you're able to, uh, you know, even if you, you maybe don't stroke a shot extremely well, uh, it might hit the back of the rim and fall in. You know, uh, you got the shooter's touch there. That's right.
0: We like it. Um, last one we'll get you out of here, coach. What's the best thing about having the opportunity to be the head boys coach at, at DeCora?
1: Um, I would say just the relationships uh that that we're able to develop with our guys. Um, obviously you want to have success and and we've had some of that here recently, but uh just you know, seeing them be successful. Um, I've had a couple, couple guys that I've coached now, Drake screens, one of them at West Delaware and, and, uh, Bryce Pierce is another one. He's a, he's a head, uh, football coach at Pella or excuse me, not at Pella at Perry, excuse me. Um, and so just seeing, uh, you know, and obviously those are just two guys that are coaching, but just, you know, seeing, seeing your guys go out and uh, be successful and other, other things, uh, you know, we've got one of our other guys that, uh, graduated that he's a, he's a, uh, He's a Navy SEAL, um, you know, and so just just being able to see them go out and, and kind of find their own niche and, and know that hopefully uh, you've helped them a little, you know, not a bunch, but hopefully you've, you've given them a good experience and, uh, you know, they can take the things that they've learned in your program out into the world and, and do some good things.
0: Well, that's great, coach, and it, uh, it sounds like you're definitely making an impact uh, in in these boys' lives, both on and off the court, and we wish you the best of luck here as you move through the spring and into the summer, uh, you know, continue to work hard and hopefully move in the right direction, as, as you mentioned, you got a young young crew, group coming in here, and so we wish you the best of luck, and uh, can't wait to continue to follow your journey, we appreciate you taking some time and, and jumping on the podcast with us.
1: Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, sorry, I took you away from the uh, NBA Finals here tonight.
2: Yeah, it didn't look like it was much of a game, so uh, it's all right. <laughs> <I> did, <laughs> yeah, so. always, uh, always, 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 always love talking to coaches over over the game. So we're good there. Um, but like I said our, earlier, coaches, great to learn a little bit more about your uh, background and experience, and um, looking forward to more success coming from the Vikings.
1: Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me on.